What's going on, everyone? Locker Talk episode 69, and Texas high school football is officially here. Mere hours away now, about four hours away, maybe less for some schools before the kickoff officially happens, and Texas high school football is underway. Join with me today are Jackson and Matt. Matt's on location. He's a little spotty there, as you can see on the stream there, so he may cut in and out, but that's okay. He's over at North Shore. Of course, we know North Shore taking on the Woodlands tonight. We'll talk all about some of these top matchups across the state. Before we do that, let's bring on our crew. Jackson, how you doing, man? Doing good. Uh, it's been a busy day here as we've got uh, some big-time games coming up tonight and some big games coming up tomorrow, but very excited that Texas high school football is back and we are rolling. How about you, Matt? How you doing out there in, uh, in North Shore? And there you go. As you can see, Matt clearly has had better days when it comes to reception. So hopefully he can get some better reception. If not, it might just have to be me, me and Jackson there. Uh, you know, while we're trying to get Matt back, Jackson, let's turn it over to you now. I mean, we've got a good slate of games tonight. Um, you know, and you know, before we preview some of these games, I just have one question I want to kind of throw your way. And Matt, if you're if you can hear me, this question can go to you too. So we'll start with Jackson though. Uh, how important are non-district games? I mean, we know we, they don't have any bearing on playoffs. So what is it that coaches are looking for when it comes to these games? Jackson, let's start with you. Yeah, I think non-district games are really important. It, it, you get to schedule maybe a harder team than you'll get to play uh, in your district play, which is very important because once you get to playoff time, uh, everyone's good. Everyone's ready to play. So scheduling your non-districts and playing these non-district games means a lot more than people really think. Uh, even in a game where you lose a close non-district game, uh, it gets you ready for that playoff time uh, and try to make a run in the playoffs to get to that state championship game. Matt, I don't know if you can hear me, man. Are you there? I don't think Matt is there. It looks like he might be gone, so it might be you. I, I agree. You know, it's you. it's. Oh, Matt is okay. Matt is here. Matt, um, your screen's a little black, but that's okay. Matt, did you hear the question I asked about what what is important about non district games? Man, there's so many good non district games. A tap to see the Dickinson down here is good. But um, there's so many across the state of Texas teams to see really what they are early on in the season. Well, Matt, you will keep on breaking up. So go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and drop the, on the VMix call there, Matt. And I'm gonna give you a call. We're gonna, we're gonna, go, I'm gonna go ahead and call you in here. Uh, you know, you gotta love live. Um, you know, live, uh, live stream. And Jackson, go ahead and just jump in with any kind of thoughts while I work. Give me, give me some chance to work off screen here. Just go ahead and jump in there, Jackson. Yeah, I, I think what Matt was saying. We we got some big games uh, tonight. Starting off Texas high school football, you've got. Uh, Dickinson Atascacita, that's a big-time game. Dickinson was a really good team last year. Uh, you've got Atascacita, who's a solid team this year. Lots of D1 talent on both sides. You can have uh, Tory Blaylock in the backfield for Atascacita, and then on the other side for their defense, uh, Texas A&M commit, uh, Samud Tumanu Pepe. And then for Dickinson, they've got Vernon Glover, who's one of the top DBs in the state, committed to TCU. That That's just a big-time game right off the bat. Uh, of course, we've got a Thursday night showdown game between the Woodlands and North Shore. 
I think this game is going to be one of the best games of the year. Uh, you've got two teams that are absolutely loaded uh, with D1 talent on both sides. Uh, you've got North Shore defending state champs, bringing back uh, their key piece of their offense in Caleb Bailey at the quarterback. But also at the Woodlands, you're returning maybe Matoya, you're returning uh, three out of five starters on the offensive line. So uh, that's big. And I think that that's where the game is going to be won tonight is who can win the line of scrimmage, who's going to win uh, the offensive line and defensive line battle. So that's another great game. And uh, it's then you've got Cy Ranch and Tompkins, which I believe, uh, once again, that's the, another big-time game. You've got Ashton Porter at Cy Ranch. You've got Ashton Funk at Tompkins. That'll be a great mass- matchup to watch tonight as uh, Ashton plays defensive end and Ashton Funk plays tack- or tackle. So that's going to be a huge matchup one-on-one to watch uh, throughout the game. But those are just three of the big games we have tonight, and uh, we've got plenty of more coming up uh, this week. Jumping on now, hey, you know, Josh, Josh was watching, and he said, hey, I can see Matt, Matt struggling. So we got Josh Cook on. We had a little, uh, little uh, tag team there. So, uh, you know, sorry, Josh, I had to reframe uh, Matt there, so it's a little tighter uh, as far as the zoom in. So that's why you're looking a little, a little big there. But how are you doing, man? How, how, are you excited about Texas high school football being back? Am I, am I excited? Hey, you never know. If I'm excited? Hey, I have to. I have to ask the questions, man. I mean, who couldn't be excited that Texas high school football is back? I woke up this morning, had my bowl of Wheaties. I'm ready to go. Got my camera batteries charging. My phone's charged. Actually, my phone needs to be charged. That's actually a good reminder. Um, <laughs> no, Texas high school football back today is amazing. Like Jackson was saying, there's phenomenal games across the Houston area. I'm about to put out an article about the five big games to watch, and you know he was mentioning a few of them. Cy Ranch versus Tompkins. I think that's one of the most under-talked about games uh, coming into tonight. You think about – uh, and Jackson, you'll agree with this. Even the, the talent on the defensive side of the ball for Cy Ranch is, is really very powerful. Ashton Porter, the Northwestern commit, Christian Brathwaite, the Baylor commit on that defensive side of the ball. And you got Jared Sample at wide receiver going to Kansas on the offensive side of the ball. Blake Baker is back at quarterback. I think it's going to be a very good test for Tompkins. This is actually the first time that these two teams have ever met. They have never played each other before. So this first time these two teams have met, so that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be at the Atascacita Dickinson game tonight. Of course, Jackson mentoring, you know, Tory Blaylock, the running back. Uh, Braylon Conley, I think, is a big name to remember for Atascacita. Uh, Nate Kibble is the next big offensive lineman. And then on Dickinson's side, you know, Marquise uh, Williams, the wide receiver going to Mizzou, he's going to be talent as, you know, Dickinson breaks in a new quarterback. Who steps in and who takes over for Luke Martin's spot? You know, he produced 1,400 yards passing, 1,200 yards rushing last season. So uh, that's going to be a big question for Dickinson. Who steps into QB1? So I'm very excited about Texas High School football being back. And, of course, the marquee game tonight is North Shore of the Woodlands on AT&T Sportsnet. That is the indeed the marquee game in, in Houston. Definitely want to tune in there. Josh, I want to pose this question to you. Uh, I had asked it to Jackson and, and asked it to Matt before he, he dropped off there. What, what, you know, how important is non-district games? I mean, you know, there's no bearing on the playoffs, so we know that. But, you know, what are coaches looking for in these games? What are teams looking for in these games, you know, knowing that there's no bearing on playoff kind of seating, if you will? Well, for some teams, I mean, I just mentioned Dickinson. They're looking at an answer at quarterback. You know, do they have the answer at quarterback? And they can use non-district games to answer that question. If you have a more established team like an Atascacita, 
You know, this is a, a chance for Tory Blaylock to really get a, a, a good amount of carries in a live game action. Let's see what he really looks like. You know, a lot of times, and I think Jackson would agree with this part, is I think a lot of times in these non-district games, you're really looking at your offensive line and defensive line, you know, alignments, who's playing where, your combinations, especially on the offensive line. I think that's a big key for these coaches. Um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if, if you don't win any non-district games, it doesn't mean that you're not going to go win a state championship. North Shore did that back in 2015. They started 0-3. They didn't win a non-district game. They went on to win 13 straight games after that and win a state championship. So John Kay will even tell you that it doesn't matter what you do in non-district play. You're using those games to uh, maybe figure out some positions that you have questions at or, or um, you know, just get some more experience for some younger guys that are coming up to varsity for the first time. And it's a lot different under those Friday night lights or those Thursday night lights that when – when the lights come on and the game counts for real, it's a lot different. I think that's what coaches try to answer that question in non-district play is, what are these guys going to be like when district play starts, when the games really start to count? That is a good point indeed. Let's let's talk about that Thursday night showdown now. We had the Woodlands taking on North Shore. Matt, uh, you know, maybe to, to, to some quote-unquote, you know, controversy, he said North Shore was going to lose this game. And I know, Josh, you you kind of disagree with that at that point. Um, so kind of walk me through this game, y'all. Let's, let's go back to Jackson. We haven't heard from Jackson in a second here. Jackson, walk me through this game. What do you think is going to happen? Can Woodlands pull off the upset here? Well, I think what the main uh, thing is going to be for the Woodlands to be able to stay, one, keep the game close, but two, to win this game is going to be up front. I think the offensive line for the Woodlands needs to show that they're the most dominant offensive line in the state, which on paper they look like that right now. Across the board you've got all the all their offensive linemen are above 6'3", all average about 300 pounds. That's probably the biggest offensive line in the Houston area. Uh, you've got guys with offers all over the place, but can their chemistry and can they work together to go up against this North Shore front seven? Because you know North Shore's got four DBs who are all studs and uh, highly rated recruits at their positions. So for the Woodlands to win this game, I feel like they're going to have to run the ball effectively and use the run game in order to play action off of it and dink and dunk down the field uh, once they get the run game established. I think that's the real key for them is up front on the offense line being able to push that front seven and uh, get momentum moving down the field. Uh, but on the defensive side of the ball, you've got to stop Caleb Bailey. He's a guy who he can make plays with his arm and he can make plays with his legs. So it's going to be really interesting to watch him tonight. Now, one thing that I do know that is going to be very interesting is uh, Caleb Bailey will be without one of his weapons tonight. So it'll be very interesting to see how that all plays out, but I still expect the North Shore offense to be in full gear. Uh, it's going to be a great game. I believe it's going to be a close game, maybe a touchdown field goal game. So uh, I'm picking the Woodlands. I picked the Woodlands since I saw the schedule come out uh, last spring. So uh, I'm going to pick the Woodlands for this one in a close game. Another man going with the Woodlands, Josh. What do you have to say about that? You don't pick against the champs. You just don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, I, I think Jackson's right. I think it is going to be. I, th I think it's going to be a close game. Um, I think I, right now I've got it at I think North Shore plus fourteen, which is still a close game. 
Um, but I think what Jackson said was exactly right. For this North Shore team to attack them, you have to run the ball. They have so much talent at defensive back. I mean, it's ridiculous, Jackson. I, I and Jackson covers a lot of recruiting for us. I don't think there is a a team in the city of Houston that has a talented of a secondary as North Shore. I mean, they have multiple four stars back there. And I don't know anybody else that has multiple in their secondary. The question for North Shore is going to be at the linebacking core and up front. Can they, you know, have people step up into those big roles, like the role that Flag was in last year and, and, and on that defensive line? You know, can they have guys step up into those roles? But for the Woodlands, their biggest concern has to be how do you stop Caleb Bailey? This is a quarterback that his experience, guys, is playoff football. That's his that's his experience in winning a state championship as a true freshman quarterback, which there's not many true freshman quarterbacks that have gone to lead their, their teams to state championships. Demetrius Davis didn't even do that, and he's a North Shore legend. Um, he's now had a full offseason, a full spring ball, a full summer under Willie Gaston in this offensive you know, system. He's learned more. Last year they were just going off of pure t- – talent and pure athleticism now they've had a year to teach him so i'm very interested to see how his game looks different he's got david amador back his top wide receiver who's a utsa commit which i think is a huge steal for the roadrunners in the backfield you know they've got rashad johnson back and then dre hardeman this is going to be a name that people are going to remember after this season this is the son of tiki hardeman who is a north shore legend himself went on to texas a&m to play running back his son has now worked his way up into the north shore a you know varsity team it's gonna be very interesting to see how he comes out they have some push up front i think it's a tight game i'm still going with north shore because it's a little different on the east side they know how to win games but even if they don't don't count them out of winning another state championship in 2022 yeah i mean it's hard to go against north shore especially when you think you know Bailey was only a freshman when he was doing that, and you expect him to take that next kind of step. There's really been nothing to the contrary to to, to prove that wrong. So it will be interesting to see. I think I think you're going to have Woodlands offense is going to be fine. It's really going to be can the Woodlands defense stop that North Shore um, offensive unit? We will see, uh, and you can watch it um, here. Let me show the graphic here. I got the graphic for us. You can watch it tonight. It is our Vibe Thursday Night Showdown uh, game of the week. North Shore versus the Woodlands on AT&T Sportsnet. You got the channels right there. Hopefully those are right. Um, <laughs> I know those are last year's channels, so hopefully they, if they've changed, let me know in the comments in the chat, and I will fix them for next week. But via Thursday night showdown on AT&T Sportsnet. Let's let's go ahead and talk about a few other games. This was just kind of a kind of free for all question time, and so I know Josh, you kind of haven't seen these questions ahead of time, so I'll give it to Jackson first to give you a little time to think. What are some of these must-watch games across the state uh, this week? I mean, there are some pretty good matchups when you think of, you know, San Antonio Powers, uh, Austin City, you know, Austin area Powers, DFW Powers. I mean, a couple that come to mind that I might want to talk about. You got Steele and Brennan in San Antonio taking each other on uh, in the Pigskin Classic over in the Alamo Dome. And, of course, in DFW, you have, you know, South Oak Cliff taking on Duncanville. Jackson, let's talk about some of these games. What are some of the games that you've seen across the state that, you know, if you can watch it or if you can follow along, what's one of those games people need to be aware of? Yeah, I'm going to mention uh, South Oak Cliff and Duncanville. That's a great game in the DFW era. You have uh, South Oak Cliff who won the state championship last year uh, in 5A, and then you have 6A, uh, Duncanville who lost the North Shore 
Uh, that's going to be a great game. I'm expecting that to be a big-time game. Uh, lots of athletes, lots of D1 talent on both sides of the ball. I'm very excited to see how that game plays out. Another game I, I'm excited to see and kind of follow along with is Alito taking on Parish Episcopal. Uh, Parish Episcopal is a private school team who plays in the top level of TAPS, who has won a state championship three out of the past or the past three years in 6A TAPS. They're taking on Alito, who's been a powerhouse in Texas high school football uh, for the past decade. So that's a very intriguing game for me. There's going to be lots of talent. Uh, Parish Episcopal is reloaded, and they returned a lot of their key players. So very interested to see that game. Another game I'm interested in, in kind of following along with is Dripping Springs versus Vandergrift. Uh, Austin Novosad is really blew up this offseason, especially in the summer at Elite 11. Uh, he ended up staying at Baylor, didn't flip his commitment. Uh, he's got a big-time year jumping into the district with Westlake and Lake Travis this year, and that's a great opener against Vandergrift. That's going to be a great test for him. Uh, it's going to be a great test for Dripping Springs to see how they play, how they fare out. Uh, so I'm I'm very excited to see that one, especially uh, knowing Novosad had had such a great offseason to see how he performs this year. Yeah, I mean, and hey, yeah, little, little tease here. That's going to be one of our pick'em games for 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 tomorrow. That's the article will come out tomorrow. Austin and San Antonio pick'em is back. I of course am the reigning champion on that, but uh, you know Jackson's coming in now, so we'll see if he can kind of take my crown. Um, one game that you know, speaking of Austin, uh, it's going to be Maynard and, and Austin LBJ. That's going to be a good game. I mean, you have Austin LBJ moving up to five A this year. You know, taking on a, a a very good. I think it's going to be a very good Maynard squad this year. Uh, you know, especially when you with Quentin Joyner there in the backfield. That's going to be a good game to watch to kind of gauge where both of these kind of teams stand as we start the season. Of course, as we always say, as we talked about earlier, these games are are really kind of you know. They're somewhat barometers, but, you know, hey, it's, it's more so getting those teams kind of gelling and stuff like that. But it's going to be a very good game. And, of course, I mentioned Brennan and Steele. You know, Brennan uh, and Steele only played three times uh, in their history, and Brennan is, hasn't beat them yet. I think there's, there's a time to do it. It's this year, uh, you know, Brennan came undefeated last year all the way into the state or the regional um, finals, I should say, uh, where they lost to Lake Travis. Uh, and I think, you know, they have Ashton DeBo still at quarterback. I think that's the game where Brennan, you know, is going to be able to utilize his experience early on in the season. Josh, let's turn it over to you now. What's what's a couple of games that you can think of that, you know, people need to be paying attention to? Well, you swing up to the DFW area. I mean, Flower Mound Marcus takes on Highland Park. This is Highland Park's first game as a Class 6A program. Welcome to Class 6A, Highland Park. You've been in 5A for all these years. Now it's time to come up and play with the big boys. So that's going to be an interesting one to see. I think South Oak Cliff, I think everyone, like Jackson said, everyone's going to be watching them all season long after their Cinderella run to a state championship last year. Over in the Austin area, Ridge Point heads over to Austin Westlake. They take on the three, the three-peat state champions. You know, they've won three straight. They haven't, I don't know the last time they lost a game. I think it's like 40 straight wins or something like that crazy for uh, Austin Westlake. Westlake has, you know, some questions. They have a new head coach. They, you know, uh, Kay Klubnick has gone off to Clemson now. So a new quarterback will step in. They still have Jaden Greathouse. Don't forget that. They still have the Notre Dame commit. They got Colton Vasek. They got uh, Kubinek as uh, Keaton Kubinek as well. So they still have talent. This is not a Westlake team that's just going to go away. But this is a Ridgepoint team that's very hungry to go over there and make a statement. Ridgepoint has been, you know, kind of uh, talked about a lot this offseason. They, they've been talked about as one of the top teams in Region 3, along with Atascacita, along with 
uh, North Shore. Now they have a chance to go over into Austin on the road and win a big game. They're going to have to break in a new quarterback. You have to remember Bert Emanuel Jr., he is gone. He is off to, I believe he went to Minnesota, uh, is where he ended up. But this is going to be a lot of fun. You know, We talked to Taylor Davis last night on Cooking with Diesel, our weekly podcast every Wednesday on Twitter Spaces on Vibe Houston. And he said there's a lot of excitement around the Ridge Point locker room. They know what this week means to them. They know what it means to their program. They have a chance to go make a statement. Um, you know, so we'll see. We'll see what they can do against Austin Westlake. If they can stun the Texas high school football world and hand Westlake its first loss in like three years, that's a bit of a statement, especially across the state of Texas. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the exact day. I know it was November, I believe, of 2019, because Lake Travis was their last uh, was their last loss. I think it's a two point loss, 25-23, if I'm not mistaken, the score. And since then, they couldn't be beat. Now, I don't think they played Lake Travis in their COVID year, but still, uh, you know, 40 games, you can't beat that. I will say, you know, just to add a little fact to that, Westlake is probably, I don't know who officially their starter is, but they, they did have a kid that played uh, for, uh, during uh, Kate Klemnick's injury last year. So it's like, yes, you're replacing a, kind of a Texas high school football legend in, in Cade, but you got a guy that does have some experience. Thank you. They're returning, I think, I think seven at least starters on defense. And you got Tony Salazar as the head coach who, who uh, you know, was the, the, the man uh, on that defensive. He's a defensive genius, as, as he will. So I think Westlake might be going all the way this year. Uh, but I'm very, very excited Rich Point took this game. You know, you'd love to see it. I think the, the rumor is, and I don't think everything, anything's ever been confirmed, but the rumor is they had a po- an opponent week one. Westlake came open, and Rich Point's like, yeah, let's do it. Uh, that's why I love to see. I love to see teams take challenges like that. Um, you know, I think South Coast Cliff's a good one. Yes, they have that pedigree this year, but, you know, people asked them last year why they played Duncanville because they played them last year. It's like it's for the experience. It's to play a tough opponent because we expect big things from our kids, and this is a good test for us. So that being said, I have one more uh, kind of okay, a couple more things. W- one more question for you, and that's for you guys to make bold predictions. It's time to tell me who's winning the the five A D one, five A D two, six A D one, and six A D two championships. Putting you on the spot here, Jackson. I didn't come to you first because I, like I said, you, you you were giving these questions ahead of time. Give uh, our Jackson. I'm coming to you first. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say Jackson. Uh, I'll give Josh a, t- a chance to kind of look at some some things here. Jackson, let's turn it over to you. Who you got winning the 5A D1 and 5A D2 crowns? Let's start there first. I'm going to start. Uh, I, I think South Oak Cliff goes back-to-back this year. Uh, I think that that's you're going to have them. They're loaded again. You're really just replacing your quarterback. All your defensive talent's coming back. Offensive talent's coming back. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be South Oak Cliff. And then I think you're going to see uh, College Station High School. I think that they're going to win a state championship this year. Uh, they won not too long ago. They were right there last year. Uh, I think that they're going to be the team in uh, 5A to take it home this year with Marquise Collins as their running back, as their stable. Well, well, well hold on there. Now, okay, this might be breaking news for you, Jackson. I, I, I'm surprised you don't know that Marquise Collins is out for the year. This is breaking news. Yeah, Marquise Collins is out for the year. Wow, this is this is this is great to see when we get to break some news to someone in the sports and media field. I know he's Jackson's kind of been out and about. Yeah, he uh, he's 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 out for the season, man. So are you now? I'm going to give you a chance to change your answer because I thought you knew that and you were still going with them. So do you still want to go with College Station right now? I will give you the chance to change your answer, Jackson. 
I, I, st- I still think I'm going to stick with them. Um, I liked their defense last year. Uh, offensively, of course, Marquise is one of their key pieces, but I, College Station always has guys that can step up. They've been competitive the last five, six years uh, since they won the state championship. I feel like they've got the staff and everyone to do it. Um, I, I'm still picking College Station uh, to make a little, maybe a little Cinderella story without their running back. We'll see. Uh, and 6A, I think Westlake's going to get the four-peat. Uh, I think they're just loaded. Uh, it, it depends on if they go D, D2 or D1, of course. Uh, expecting them to go D2, I expect them to take their fourth stage championship. I, I, I would tell you, and again, this is something where you kind of know because I'm in the Austin area. Them going D2 is about an, a 2% possibility. Dell Valley has to make the playoffs for them to go D2 right now. Now, of course, things can change, uh, but Dell Valley and Lake Travis have to be the ones to make the playoffs for them to go D2. And, you know, according to projections and just how things are looking, probably not going to happen. Of course it can. I don't want to, you know, say Dell Valley can't do it, but that's what it's like. So, okay, let's say, so you're saying Westlake goes D2 and wins. So who's winning D1, Jackson? I think, you know what, I'm going to – I think Duncanville gets it done this year. I think Duncanville finally gets a state championship. They've been there three times. They've gotten their hearts broken almost every single time, haven't been able to pull uh, or just get over the hump. I think Duncanville makes a statement this year, wins their for, wins the state championship, uh, rides off in the sunset after uh, being so close the past, in, in three state championships out of the past five years. I like those picks. You know, you got you kind of got some, you know, even though some of them are popular, like Duncanville's a really good team, kind of outside the box picks. Josh, let's turn it over to you. 5AD, let's go 5AD2 first and then work our way, work our way from there. And I, uh, I texted Josh W and I was like, hey, you know, I'm seeing uh, Matt's having some problems. Let me know. I didn't realize I was going to have to make these bold, uh, <laughs> bold state championships. Uh, so early, I mean, there's so many good, there's so many good football teams across the state. You know, I think you know DeSoto has had a really good year. Um, you know, I think you look at them, you look at Duncanville. Um, but I'll start in where you're talking about five AD two. I do think South Oak Cliff could make another run at this. Like, you know, I saw them play Liberty Hill last year for the state championship, and South Oak Cliff just has so much size, so much talent. Um, you know, they had the entire city behind them. They had the Mecca behind them last year. It was a lot of fun to watch them. You know, Liberty Hill is, is always kind of in the mix to make a run at it. You know, with that style of offense, not many people or no one really runs a triple option offense in Texas high school football, and they do it, and they do it to perfection. Um, you know, and South Oak Cliff was able to stop that last year. And Liberty Hill, you know, Josh W., you know this, Liberty Hill has been in this conversation year after year after year over the past few seasons. You know, Fort Ben Marshall is in that conversation too. But I know i got to make a pick, right? i got to make a pick. Because, <laughs> you know, South Oak Cliff will win Class 5A Division Two. They will go back-to-back. The Golden Bears were amazing last year. I think they can do it again this year. 5A D1. I think Den Ryan gets it done this year. I think Den Ryan goes and wins the state championship. I think Marquise Collins, losing him, is a loss for College Station. You just don't go and replace 28 yards of offense out of your back immediately. And you look at Den Ryan, they bring back the dual-threat quarterback in Kalon Davis. He passed for 2,000 yards last year, rushed for another 1,500 yards. Den Ryan is a team that has been there before. They have gotten to state. They know how to get there. So Ryan gets it done. Um, you always have to factor in Alito. They're always kind of right there, right? They're, it's Alito. So, but as of today... Officially, I'm going Denton Ryan wins 5A Division One. 
South Oak Cliff wins 5A Division II. And in 6A, did you say earlier that there was like a 2% chance that Austin Westlake goes D2? I, I think, I think you know, I would think somewhere in that low, less than 10% chance, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. You know, they have to okay. – Dell Valley has to make the playoffs for them to go D2. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen. They go D, D1. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. Are you ready for this? Okay. Making myself nervous. Mm. Here we go, people. It is going to be a Houston sweep for the D1 and the D2 state championships. North Shore wins the D1 state championship to go back-to-back, and the Katy Tigers will win number 10 going Division Two. because I think they can go Division Two. If they go Division Two, Katy wins the state championship. I will say that. If they go Division Two, you've got Seth Davis back at running back. I think he's going to finish as one of the all-time running backs in Katy football history. They've got a little bit better size up front. They've got some pieces. Caleb Colger enters his senior season. They're going to have to get through somebody like a Duncanville or a DeSoto or something like that. But I just think this is a class that if Katie's going to do it, they can do it with this class, with that running back, with the talent they have. I think they can do it. Westlake is going to be really good. I've got questions at quarterback. But I think if Westlake goes Division One, they're going to have to go through North Shore. And I think North Shore is just too good. I think Caleb Bailey is going to take that next step this year. So I might have to eat crow later, but I'm going to go all Houston for the 6A. I think it's North Shore D1. It's Katie D2. That's a, that's a pretty bold prediction. They'd most I would think they would most likely be playing Katie, most likely be playing Denton Geyer. I feel like they've always been right there. And that, that's another team I think can take it all. You know, Jackson Arnold, the the Oklahoma commit, I think they're looking at big yeah. things. And, you know, it's like, hey, do we finally not have to play Westlake in the state championship? <laughs> because we know the last two times they've been, they had to play Westlake. And we know the first time there was an injury. Uh, and, and then last year, they, they had them in the first half. And then Westlake was like, oh, we're actually playing a game. We should wake up. And, and we know how that second half went. So I do did, like did your you picks. Know that, that, was the, that was the only time all last season that Westlake trailed at the half. Yes. Yeah. That they was the pretty only time in all 16 games. Yep. They pretty much ran through their schedule with ease last year. And then, you know, didn't got showed up and, uh, you know, woke them up a little bit there. And we know how that second half went. Very, that was a very good first half, though. I think, I think me and I Will, think if you go. Jackson Arnold is is really good, and I really do like Dengar. I'm interested to see what they're like with a new head coach because you have to remember Rodney Webb is out as head coach. He went and took the uh, AD job at Highland Park as they make the move to 6A. Um, I think, Jackson, you might know this. I think the head coach of Dengar, they went with like the DC or OC. They, moved, they, they elevated somebody, I think, on the staff. So there's going to be some familiarity there, but – I mean, Jackson Arnold is one of the top quarterbacks, I think, in the state of Texas this year. I saw him last year against Tomball. I saw him in the state championship game. He is a very, very good quarterback. There's a reason he's going to Oklahoma. Yeah, Reed Heim, yeah, he was the defensive coordinator. Josh, you are right, so he replaced him. Um, yeah, those are some good picks. I think, uh, you know, Jackson, I think, I think maybe not knowing Collins was injured, uh, uh, you know, we'll see how your college station one looks, but I think overall those are pretty good picks. I do think it will be a sock in Liberty Hill, uh, you know, I, you know, barring we'll see how Liberty Hill's defense is, but because their two lean rushers are back, and and you know if you can get that slot team down, I mean, yeah, a lot of teams have trouble with it. So we will see. I like those picks though. 
Let's move on to real quick to, to end the show here. Let's move on to a segment. I'm just calling rapid fire. I'm going to give you five games. I just want, and if you want to say a brief summary of why, that's fine. I'm going to give you five games. I just want you to tell me who you think is going to win. So, and we'll, we'll go Jackson and Josh each time. So that way we kind of establish a, you know, a little, uh, a little thing there. So uh, Jackson, I'll start with you. Steel versus Brennan. Who's winning? I think Brennan's taking this one. Um, they had a great season last year. I think they're going to carry that on this year. Josh, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go Civil Steel. All right. Maynard versus Austin LBJ. Jackson, who you got? I'm going LBJ. They returned Cedric Alexander at running back. They've got uh, Trey Trey McCutcheon at linebacker. Uh, I'm picking LBJ there. Cook, who you got in this one? Uh, I'll go Austin LBJ, too. They had a great season last year. They bring back talent, like Jack Jackson said. So, um, you know, I think they were they were a pretty big favorite last year in 5A uh, to, to make a run at it. 4A last 4A year made season. to the states. Yeah, they made it to the state finals, losing to Stephenville, which, I mean, that was that one was, I'll just say, that, that was a tough game to watch. I mean, they had four straight possessions with turnovers, set them back, made a little run at the end, but it was just too little too late. Um, and we'll see what they can do in 5A now. Moving on, C.E. King taking on Crosby. Jackson, who you got in this one? I'm going to have to take C.E. King here. They're loaded up front on the D-line. I don't know if Crosby's offense line is going to be able to hang, um, but I'm picking C.E. King. Josh, who you got? Crosby Cougars. Big red there machine. We uh, opened the season last year with a close loss to Carthage. Uh, Kyron Miles is back at quarterback this year. I think that's a big key for Crosby. Uh, they always have playmakers all over the field. You have to remember this is a Crosby football team that played for a state championship two years ago, was in the state semifinals last year. They know how to win. They know how to get there. They know how to play big games. Uh, so I think they're going to make a statement this year. There was my upset pick earlier this week, so I got to stick with it, Josh W. I got to stick there, with it. There you go. South Oak Cliff taking on Duncanville. Jackson, who you got? I know we talked about this one a little bit earlier, but Jackson, who you got? I'm going to say South Oak Cliff wins the game, which is going to fuel the fire for Duncanville to make the state run this year. I was about to say, I was about to say, you got to have a reason behind it because if you're picking Duncanville to, to win 6A and they're about to lose to a 5A team like that, then, so, okay. okay. Well, I, will say, I will say South Oak Cliff probably has the most talent on like, every position in 5A uh, in general. I mean, you look at the D1. Except for quarterback. Because their quarterback yes. graduated. Okay, Josh, who you got? Um, oof. I mean, I think I go. I, I'm going to go Duncanville. I think um, just you know, I think you know they're they're going to win this game. Uh, I think South Oak Cliff. They're they're really good. I think this game's on national TV. Also, I believe you're right. So, yeah. I think it got picked up as one of the ESPN games for the weekend. So, uh, But I'll go Duncanville. I think they're going to come out ready to go. And finally, going down to the coast, Gregory Portland taking on Kyle Allen. Greg, just for, for some that might not know, Gregory Portland kind of, you know, they had a little rebound of a season last year. And as we know, Kyle Allen, legendary coach, um, finally had to, had to say his goodbyes, uh, unfortunately, um, for, for medical reasons. If you know, you know. Um, with that being said, Jackson, who are you picking? I'm going Cal. All right, little little kind of emotional victory right there, Josh. Who you, who you who are you going with here? Cal Cal Allen. That's it. That's how I meant. 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That is our Thursday preview show. We will be here every Thursday at 3 o'clock to give you the previews of the games coming up this week. Tomorrow, we have our Viper Recruit Spotlight, of course, or me, Jackson, and Ashton. We'll be talking about some Texas high school football recruiting news, and we'll have Hawkins Polly on for an interview. Can't wait for that before we get out of here. Let's do some shout-outs. I'd love to do these shout-outs. Jackson, who are you shouting out? Uh, I'm going to shout out Texas high school football fans, uh, cheerleaders, the bands, the dance teams, the athletes, the coaches. I mean, we're back. It's time. Uh, I'm going to be heading over the North Shore here in the next 20 minutes to get ready for that game. Uh, very excited that Texas high school football is back. So shout out to everyone involved with it. Uh, shout out to you, uh, Josh W. and you, Josh Cook. Uh, it was a great show today. Excited to do many more of these uh, throughout the season. But, yeah, those are my shout outs. Josh, who are you shouting out, my man? I am shouting out, and I'm going to take your your route from Monday's show. Shout out my wonderful wife, who is going to have to take care of both her kids tonight and tomorrow night as I'm out of Texas high school football games. That's going to be I'm going to be out for the next uh, oh, was it 16 Fridays, something like that, give or take. Uh, so she's an amazing woman, amazing mom. And shouting her, and I. She's also a teacher as well. So there you go. Now, what you need to do is after the show ends, you need to go back and find this portion of the segment and turn up the volume very loud so she can hear that shout out for you. Get you some kudos points there. Um, I'm, I have to go tag her on. I have to go tag her on Twitter. I have to go. Drop into the mentions. I'll shout out all of the uh, the Vibe crew. We are about to start rolling here uh, and we're going to be busy for the next, you know, you see 17 weeks up until the state championship. So that being said, we'll be back here for the preview show again every every Thursday at 3 o'clock. And again, tomorrow, tune in for our Vibe Recruit Spotlight show. Hey, until tomorrow, guys, I'm Wack. That's Jackson and Josh. We'll see you at the games. <laughs>